0: Good morning. I am so glad to be with you. If we haven't had the privilege of meeting, I'm Reverend Catherine, one of the ministers on staff. And I join you here on this third Sunday of Advent, a season where we wait and prepare for Christ's coming again, not only in our lives, but in our homes and in our community. A season of preparation and for many of you, that preparation has been exhausting and weary, and we are in the middle of what feels like a race, like a particularly long race, maybe a marathon unto Christmas. And you've been busy with cookie baking and gift shopping and home decorating. And once again, we come to remember to see the candles lit of hope and peace. And today we hear about joy. And as we hear about this joy we 're reminded of a movie that came out a number of years ago actually thirty one years ago thirty one years ago when I was eleven. so I think we have a couple of eleven year olds here in the room today when I was eleven, the movie home alone and Kevin came out and home alone, most of you know the story, and if you don 't i won 't give it all away, but a couple reminders of it 's been a while since you 've seen. Home Alone 1 and there was Home Alone 2 and just recently, Home Alone 3 came out. But in Home Alone, you have Kevin, a little brother. For the kids in the room, who has a little brother or sister? So you got a little brother or sister, yeah? They're not always the most enjoyable. Sometimes they're a little annoying and frustrating and they can bother you and Kevin was that kind of little brother. Kevin wasn't always quite so kind and he was prone to whining. And his family was about to go on a really big vacation. His family was going to take a family trip to Paris. And they were going to fly to Europe. And the night before, all the family was gathered. And Kevin was just annoyed. And he was annoying. And as the evening went along, Kevin got himself in a bit of trouble. That got him sent to the room for the night. And in the morning, when everybody else gathered to get in the van on the way to the airport, guess who wasn't there? Kevin. Kevin. And so Kevin is stuck home alone. And while Kevin is stuck home alone, he gets into some shenanigans. Some of y'all may recall flying paint cans and nails on steps and dancing puppets, all to stop a pair of thieves from stealing the stuff that is there while he's home alone. Now Kevin starts to wonder while he's home alone, maybe his parents and family died. Maybe it was the rapture maybe they just left without him. And Kevin is forced to wrestle with not only protecting the home, but kind of reflecting on his own attitude. Maybe he misses his older brother more than he thought. Well quickly, Kevin's parents find out while they're in Paris, that Kevin is home alone and understandably his mom freaks out and does everything she can to try to get a flight home including a really odd van ride. But Kevin is home alone. And while he is home alone, he gets to meet a neighbor, an older gentleman who has been living alone as they have an encounter in a church. And Kevin has to reflect on what does it mean to be home and is home more than a place. Now, for each and every one of you, I want you to picture in your mind, or for some of our kids, you may even want to draw it. What does home look like? When you hear the word home, do you think of the, your current home, where you currently live? Maybe it's a childhood home. Maybe it's a family piece of property. Maybe home invokes the idea of certain people or smells. Maybe home involves pets. Maybe home is a place that you miss today. Maybe some of you miss home. And maybe some of you are delighted with and love your home. Maybe for a few of you, home is a longing, something you look forward to. For some of our kids in the room, maybe you dream of the time when you'll have your own home and you get to pick what time bedtime is and how the house is decorated and what's in the pantry. But most of us have a pretty clear idea of what home feels like. Well, Advent is a season of joy, a season where we long for home, a kind of home that will complete us kind of home that transforms the world. Advent, the season is when we remember that we as Christians have a mission and a purpose. We are disciples seeking to create disciples. And we do that by singing songs and reading scripture. We do that by remembering and dreaming. We do it by decorating this place. And as we decorate our sanctuaries and homes, there is joy I hope these last few weeks have been filled with joy as you look at the lights. But even in the midst of joy, we recognize that kind of like Kevin and kind of like his neighbor, not everything has gone right. It hasn't all been good. Matt even said it. What does it mean to have joy that isn't based on circumstances? Everything going just right, but a joy that comes from Christ. For Christ is the world. So today we come saying, you are welcome at home here at Northside. For some of you, this is your church home. You know where to find the bathrooms and the children's ministry and student ministries. For some of you, you are our guest today. And we are grateful that you are here, not only in person, but with us online. But as Christians, we come to say, we want the world to feel at home in Christ. We want the foreigner and the stranger to feel at home in our midst. We want there to be a sense of warmth in this place and comfortable. We want you to know that you can be vulnerable, that when you come to worship, you don't have to be perfect, that your kids can wiggle and squirm and make noises. You can sometimes even take off your shoes and maybe even make a little bit of a mess in the back. You are welcome in this home, and I hope you also feel welcomed in your home. And in many of our homes, we light candles and we leave the light on. Some of you have heard the slogan before, we leave the light on for you. It was a hotel motel byline, but that's actually gospel truth. We as Christians seek to leave the light, the light of Christ on for you so you feel welcome in this home. And we know that Jesus Christ is the light of the world and so we come today to hear scripture that reminds us of what it means to come home, to find our home in Christ. You see the Israelites were always looking for home. They first looked for home in the desert of the Sinai Peninsula, and then they tried to find home in Egypt, and then the wilderness. They tried to find it in a tent and in a tabernacle and in a temple. And as we get to the New Testament, we come to learn that we as Christians find our true home in Jesus Christ. And so today's scripture reading is coming from the Gospel of Luke. We've been reading in it for the last two weeks and we continue in it today. I invite you to look at the words on the screen as I read them to you now. It says in Luke chapter one, beginning in the 26th verse. In the sixth month of Elizabeth's pregnancy, God sent the angel Gabriel to Nazareth, a town in Galilee You will conceive and give birth to a son, and you are to call him Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. The Lord God will give him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over Jacob's descendants forever. His kingdom will never end. Let us pray. Oh God, we give you thanks for the gift and ability to come home, to come home and worship And as we come home, allow us to have a joy that passes understandings and that is greater than our circumstances. And as we gain that joy, may we be like Mary. May we not be afraid, but may we cling to and claim the power and presence of your son, Jesus Christ, the light of the world. It's in him who we trust and his name in which we pray. Amen. Many of us know this familiar story. You know the story of the angel Gabriel coming to Mary. You know that she was young and she wasn't yet married. And yet she received a challenge. A challenge to bear the Son of God and to allow the light of the world to be born into our presence. And Christ would live like every other kid did but a little bit better behaved than maybe we were or Kevin is in Home Alone. And Jesus would perform miracles and he would teach truth. And he would ultimately die for our sins and be resurrected. And yes, Mary did know, if you've heard the song, Mary, did you know? Yes, she knew who she was bearing. She knew who Christ was to be. And even in the midst of her fear and sadness and trepidation, She was willing to have faith. And maybe that's where you are today. Maybe life has a little bit of sadness, some disappointments. Maybe life has taken some twists and turns. Maybe you aren't where you expected to be. Maybe you've had trials and tribulations. Maybe you are fearful. Maybe you are lonely. Maybe you're in the midst of something really challenging and difficult and hard. Mary, too, had her life turn out not like she expected. She would have had a different plan, maybe not only for herself, but for her son. And yet she trusted and believed, not because it felt good or easy, but she longed for a better home, something better than what we already had. She longed for Christ to make it right. She didn't want a home of sticks and stones. She understood the promise of a kingdom to come, the promise of heaven. And for some of you, you're like, you know what? I love home. Home is warm and comforting and joyous. And when I think of home, I think of cookies and laughter. And for some of you, you're going, you know what? I didn't grow up in that kind of home. Home was hard and challenging and difficult. Maybe home was sad and disappointing For some of you, you're going, you know, my home that I grew up in was easy, but maybe I have friends and family members, siblings, maybe in this season, life and home is hard because of those twists and turns. And let's be honest, the church hasn't always been the best at making everyone feel at home. We're really good for saying hello to those we know, but we're not always so great at saying hello to the stranger or the foreigner, or someone who doesn't look like us, or sound like us, or maybe even smell like us. Homes haven't always been easy, but church homes haven't always been easy. And sometimes we, the ones of us who are here all the time, are slightly responsible. Sometimes we get really frustrated with those who mess up our homes, the ones who leave the towels on the floor and the dishes in the living room and not in the sink. Some of you parents, particularly moms, are like nodding your head. Sometimes you have someone who comes into your home who you're supposed to love, but they're just challenging, they're difficult, they're slightly annoying, they could be rude. And let's be honest, all of us are sinners. And sometimes at home, our sin is even more apparent. And so if home or church home hasn't always been easy, the great news is there's joy to come and that God allows us to be better than we were And we also have the ability in church to do something called confession, to admit our sins, that we haven't been the parents we wanted to be or the children we wanted to be or the siblings we wanted to be. We haven't been the people that God has called us to be. We haven't always been people of hope and peace and joy. We haven't always been filled with that Holy Spirit, patience and kindness and self-control. And so church is a place where we can come and we can confess. And let me be honest. I am grateful that we can confess as a body of Christ. And in that confession, we can receive forgiveness. So if you've been a part of maybe making home not so pleasant for someone, maybe a sibling or a parent or a spouse or even your own child, we're going to take a very brief moment, like 30 seconds. And we're going to ask for forgiveness because the incredible thing about asking for forgiveness is that Christ offers it and allows us to leave this place different. So if you haven't always been the best at Christmas in particular, maybe even in the last 24 hours, you've been bitter and angry and tired and grumpy, this is a safe place to confess before God and receive forgiveness and know that you can go home and do it differently. So I'm going to give you just a few moments of silence, and then we're going to pray. Let us go to God together. Oh, God, we confess that we haven't been the people that you have called us to be. We have too often been like Kevin in Home Alone. We have been selfish and bossy and rude and impatient. We have wanted things our way when we wanted them and not when what was best for others. We haven't always been generous or kind or forgiving Dear God, we come and confess that we have not been the people that you have called us to be, not only at home, but occasionally in school and at work and even at church. And so, dear God, we ask that you would forgive us and that as you forgive us, that we would not try harder on our own strength, but that we would become more reliant on your Holy Spirit to help others to feel welcome. So that that both the friend and the stranger would know that they are welcome, not only in our homes, but in our churches and in our Sunday school classes and in our small groups. Dear God, help us to live lives that invite others to feel at home in Christ and allow our lives to be a light. Too often we hide our light, our faith and trust in you under a bushel. But dear God, allow us in this season of Advent, on these cold and dark and dreary days, allow our lives to make a difference. And so as we make a difference, others will be drawn not to us, but drawn to you. In the name of Jesus Christ, we pray. Amen. In Home Alone, Kevin is trying to protect his home, but he recognizes that he might need a few things. He needs a toothbrush and he needs a few things from the grocery store. And while he's out and about, he sees a manger outside of a church and there's a light on inside the church. And so he walks in and as he walks in, he hears a group of children singing, much like our kids did last Sunday night. If you all weren't here for the hanging of the green service, it was incredible. Our kids did an amazing job leading us in worship But Kevin walks in and hears these kids singing. And as he's in there, he encounters the older man, the sort of scary, grumpy man who lives next door. And they start a conversation. And he comes to learn that the neighbor has been alone and is lonely because of a broken relationship with his son. And this grandfather has snuck into the room because he wanted to hear his granddaughter singing and he knew he wouldn't be invited the next day. And Kevin challenges him. In the same way that Kevin is challenged to maybe be a little different. To not only confess his sins, but to change his life. Because the good news, y'all, is we are capable of change. The Holy Spirit is capable of doing something new in us. We can become more joyous and more friendly and more patient. And so Kevin goes home after this time, and so does the neighbor. And they seek to overcome the things that have challenged him. And maybe there are some things challenging you to connect with that Holy Spirit joy. For joy isn't a feeling. It's not based on circumstances or on budgets or on relationship. Joy is a deep knowledge that God is at work in the world and God isn't done yet. It's a joy that has a very long arc towards the future. A joy of a promised eternal life. Maybe you're up against this Christmas, maybe you're up against jealousy or pride or selfishness or sin. Maybe you're up against mental illness or depression or anxiety or illness or debt or cancer or joblessness or divorce. And I'll tell you this world, there are powers in this world that will try to steal your God given joy. So we need to fight for it and claim it and boldly seek its source. So today we boldly proclaim joyful, joyful, we adore thee. The only song I ever tried to learn to play on a little bitty keyboard piano. And I never got it. And that is where my musical career ended. And we sing joy to the world. Why? Because the promises given to Mary were fulfilled. The promise that Christ would come, but we also have another promise that Christ will come again. Many of you know the song Joy to the World, and it is actually based on Psalm 98. And it's a promise of that final coming of Christ. When Christ comes again at the very end, the promise of eternal life, and when Christ makes all things right. And I'm going to read it to you right now. It says, sing to the Lord a new song, for he has done marvelous things. His right hand and his holy arm have worked salvation for him. The Lord has made his salvation known and revealed his righteousness to the nations. He has remembered his love and faithfulness to Israel. All the ends of the earth have seen the salvation of our God. Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Burst into jubilant song with music. Make music to the Lord with a harp, with a harp and the sound of singing, with trumpet and the blast of the ram's horn. Shout for joy before the king. The Lord, the King, let the seas resound and everything in it, the world and all who live in it. Let the rivers clap their hands. Let the mountains sing together for joy. Let the sing before the Lord, for he comes to judge the earth. He will judge the world in righteousness and his people with equity. Joy to the world. I got to tell y'all, y'all will probably leave today and I can almost guarantee something is going to go wrong. There will be homework that isn't done. There will be a package that's delayed. Someone else will have not heard this sermon and be particularly rude and frustrating. Maybe you who heard this sermon will still be impatient and grumpy. And yet there is joy. For God is at work not only this Advent, but in the promises to come. So if you are wearied and if you are tired, Whether you're a sinner or a saint, you are invited to come home to Jesus to find your joy in Jesus. Find your joy in sunrises and sunsets. Find your joy, if it's really true, find your joy in decorating your home or baking or going to look at Christmas lights. Find joy in reading scripture or dancing to Christmas songs. Find your joy in silly, silly movies. Find your joy by playing games, find joy at looking at old photos, find joy in calling a friend, ask others to share your joy. And for the adults in the room, for those of you who have kids, turn to your children. They will show you joy. Their anticipation and hope for what is coming at Christmas will bring you joy. Let them take you to see lights. Eat cookies and drink hot chocolate with him. Allow a child to bring you into the joy of Christmas. It may take Legos or Star Wars Christmas movies, but find joy together. Because ultimately, Kevin found joy, not only in protecting his home, but as his mother and siblings arrived home. But so did the grouchy old man next door. He took the courage to change and in changing and claiming a joy that could only come from Christ, he sought to reconcile a relationship with his son. And we don't actually know how that was going to end up and it was probably hard and difficult and yet we see in the movie that the son and the granddaughter come over. So I'm going to invite you to turn your eyes to the screen as we see once again from home alone what it means to find your joy at home. Joy to the world. The Lord has come and will come again. And if you are tired and you are weary, receive the gentle invitation that Jeff extended at our service of hope and healing. You may not feel all that joyous, but deep down know that God is at work. So pray for it, seek it, claim it. Ask a child to tell you about what they are joyous and excited about and trust that there will be joy in the world for Christ has and will come. And let me be honest friends, if you cannot find it, ask for it. Look to scripture, sing the songs, call us and allow us to help you in the days and week ahead for we want you to know the joy of the Lord. Let us pray. Oh God, we give you thanks for the gift of good homes. Dear God, we know that not everybody has received a good home and sometimes going home is sad and hard, but we are grateful that our true home is in you. And in you, there is joy that passes understanding and there's joy not based on circumstance. Dear God, help us to claim that joy, to seek that joy, to read it and dance about it and to tell others about it this Christmas season. For, oh God, we know the world needs the joy of Jesus. So help us to accept it and to share it. In the name of Christ, we pray. Amen.